Welcome to Inspiring Legal, the podcast for in-house legal. Get insights, learn from peers, life lessons from some of the most influential GCs. If it's related to in-house legal, we cover it. For more inspiration, go to openly.com slash community. Welcome back to another episode of Inspiring Legal. My name is Stine and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Eva Mubaka and she's going to introduce herself in a second. But Eva has a really strong background, having worked both uh, at a law firm, then moved in-house, now scaling a team and being a part of a company that is growing not just fast, they're going super fast. So today we're going to have a conversation about working in-house at a fast growing company, scaling your team and how you do that. So Eva, welcome. Thank you, Stina. Thank you for having me. Sleep deprived, a new new mother on maternity leave. Well, yeah, Eva, I am impressed by the kind of like um, energy that you're having, and people will know exactly why that is in a second. Because maybe Eva, you can introduce yourself. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so like Stina said, I've been a lawyer for a long time. I think it's coming up on 18, 19 years now, uh, which is just crazy. And uh, I've worked primarily in house, uh, but a bit in private practice as well. Uh, and in companies of all sizes, like everything from small startups to uh, to huge international uh, multi-million companies. Uh, so I've seen a lot uh, throughout the years, um, definitely. Uh, I've been primarily in the gambling industry, which has been very interesting uh, from a legal perspective, uh, albeit a bit controversial, of course, but uh, worked a lot with uh, compliance uh, matters in the, in the gambling industry. Uh, but currently at uh, a fast-growing SaaS uh, company. Uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at now. So for those who don't know you, and from what I know about you, you've been working at a law firm where you led their privacy group, uh, Stink. There you won a comment for AWS, then moved in-house to, to Hero Gaming and, and furthering on now to, to Planet, where you are VP of legal. Eva, could you maybe just take people through that journey of like having gone from working at the law firm to then going on secondment? Very similar to my own journey, which was why when I met you the first time, I was kind of like, wow, I love your background. Um, but I think it could be super interesting to, to people like to maybe hear a little bit about what your kind of like journey has been, uh, what has it been about, but also maybe some of the things that you've picked up along the way. Yeah, of course. I think, Stina, that was just like the last five years or so. <laughs> so you have like another 13 years to count for before that, <laughs> where I've done a bit of everything. Uh, but definitely, like most most other lawyers, I think I started in private practice uh, back in 2006, seven. Uh, I actually started working in London as a paralegal. Um, uh, which was very interesting start of my career, and uh, and through that uh, I got a job at Whiting Case in Stockholm. So uh, that's where I started like my actual uh, career as a lawyer, um, working a lot with M and A during very intense times. 
Um, but I always felt like super interested in the actual business and being in private practice. You feel a bit like, you know, you've become an expert at things, but you have to jump in and out very quickly uh, from different companies. And you never kind of, well, you can have a client over a long time, of course, but you never really see the day to day and, um, you know, take the strategic decisions, which is what I enjoyed. Uh, so quite early on, I identified that I would probably be better uh, suited to work in-house. So uh, that's what I've done most of my career, even though I've had like smaller stints back at law firms as well uh, throughout. Um, and yeah, as I said before, I've worked in companies from, you know, now when I joined Plan Hat a year and a half ago, we were 40 people. Uh, and as you mentioned, I've been at this company at AWS with, you know, <laughs> I don't know how many employees, but uh, it's very interesting to see you know, the different ways of working as well. Uh, at AWS, like, you know, you had very limited freedom as a lawyer. I mean, I was also like an external lawyer, so probably even less freedom, but there were fallback clauses for everything. And it was very kind of like almost mathematical, you know, this deal is worth this much and maybe use this fallback clause and you can't even change a word without having, you know, approval from Boston or what have you. Uh, and some people thrive in that environment. I didn't. Uh, I'm more, you know, I, I want to have the bird's eye perspective. I want to think about strategic things. I don't want to go too deep on details that perhaps don't matter from, you know, a larger risk-based perspective. Uh, so it's very interesting. I think I, I needed to do all these different things to identify, you know, who I was as a lawyer, what I wanted to do. Uh, some people are probably lucky and maybe, you know, their first job they think this is it you know I, I love this this is exactly what I need to do but and I think for me it's been I didn't get that but it was also you know throughout life uh, different things were interesting to me and you know different workloads perhaps suited my uh, uh, that season of life so to say uh, so uh, so yeah I'm very happy with with all my experiences but I do I really feel like now I'm I'm in my element um building the legal team at Plan Hat and, and working with all those brilliant minds in, in kind of a smaller setting, uh, but with a lot of freedom for the team. So when you joined Plan Hat, you said that there were 40 people and you were their hmm. first legal hire. And I know from a lot of our listeners out there, they're sitting with that exact, let's say, opportunity right now, coming in as the first legal hire, but also then having to not only build the legal foundation, but also to get the organization to understand the value of what it is that you as a legal person can bring to the table. How yeah. have you gone about that? Could you maybe share some of your experiences and maybe also some of your wins so yeah. that if the listeners out there are sitting with that, they, they could maybe get a few ideas? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think for me, it was, um, it was a big relief coming from the gambling industry with where, you know, the, the work of the legal team, legal and compliance team is very much focused on regulatory matters. And, you know, being unfortunately quite often a blocker for the business, like where, you know, they have to jump through the hoops, uh, we're standing in the way for what the business wants to do. Um, so going from that to like, you know, a B2B SaaS platform, um, where, you know, obviously we do have some compliance matters, but primarily it's about like uh, facilitating the sales process and making sure that, you know, our customers are, are happy and that we don't spend too much time negotiating our standard terms and so on. That was quite a relief for me because I, 
it's it's always easier to be on the same side <laughs> as the rest of the of the company, right? So, um, so for me, it's been like what I did first was obviously I think you know a lot of the listeners would have done the same, looking at the current standard terms, improving them, and so on. But also, and this was very important I think for for the growth of the company from uh, you know a speed in negotiation uh, perspective. Um, identifying all the friction points. So I took three months, like really noting what are the customers actually negotiating and what matters, like, because we were negotiating a lot of silly clauses um, that really didn't matter to us. So like taking this uh, risk-based approach early on uh, and, and looking at the contract and removing all the friction points that you can remove. So you're focused on discussing the matters that actually uh, are of importance uh, to both you and the customer, and I think that kind of built, uh, or I hope that built trust in the in the organization because the sales team saw that you know I'm part of the sales process, so it's it's just as important that, that the customer uh, is comfortable with the discussions they have with me as with the rest of the team, uh, and also they hopefully noted that. Uh, that the negotiation process became shorter and it was easier, and they didn't have to kind of freestyle themselves. Uh, so, so I think that's and, and also we standardized everything. We got in like a contract management system uh, where they have like all the paid clauses they can use and so on. So I think you know just also like the basic things like moving from having you know word google doc pdf emails going back and forth to having everything in one system felt quite important as well for you know we want to be a modern company obviously we need to have a modern process when it comes to negotiating contracts as well uh, so that was really important but then also like uh, getting to know the product and uh, and understanding what our what our unique selling points are uh, because again like you're you're part of the sales process so you need to be able to also, when you discuss um, your contract terms with with the customers' council, who who might not really understand what the, what it is that the customer is buying, they're just looking at it from like, okay, I'm going to negotiate this indemnity clause because that's what I do, and then being able to like explain to them, uh, you know, where the risks actually are, and that you know, convince them that they don't need to worry about this and that. Uh, because you know we have the security level or what have you, uh, that has been really helpful as well. So I think taking that time initially to really understand uh, the product is super important as well. Um, so yeah, I think those two things have been like my my main priority initially. A lot of um, people might be sitting there, and you're the first legal hire, and so the company has now felt that they've already invested a lot, like they've hired somebody in legal. Um, and when you're then coming as the next step, either asking for more headcounts um, or you're asking for systems. As you said, you, you got a contract management system. How did you persuade the business? Like, what were your internal selling points to get those? Because I also know that that's something that people could be sitting with uh, and struggling in these days and ages uh, where financial uh, crises may be a talking point at, at some of yeah. these companies. Yeah, I mean, first of all, obviously, like you can't be tone deaf. You have to listen into like what the company is doing in other areas. Like, you know, if we're cutting down in sales, we're not going to hire more people in legal. Like that just doesn't make sense. So it has to kind of tally with what the business is doing in general. 
I think again, I'm going to circle back to the fact that we're actually assisting in the help in the in the sales process, and I think that's you know it was pretty obvious for the business that we needed someone in the U.S. for example, because I was actually sleeping like at least six seven hours a day. Uh, so and and you know towards that end of the quarter where you need to close deals fast, I think you know it was uh, it was actually probably more the sales team than me that argued that we needed someone. US. So that was quite easy from that perspective. You know, we're closing deals faster. Um, you know, the sales team have less friction and easier to book times and so on. So, uh, so I think that was really important. Also, I mean, it did help that we had uh, our Series A <laughs> six months after I joined. Um, so obviously, we're scaling fast, and like if the rest of the business is scaling, it makes sense that we're scaling legal as well. But having said that, like I'm not gonna. I would never, and I think the business trusts that I would never argue that, you know, okay, we need an assistant for the team or, you know, we, we do as much as we can ourselves. So, and there's no prestige in like mundane tasks or anything like that. So again, I think, you know, the business needs to get to know you and understand that, you know, if if you say that you need this resource, you probably do. Um, And also you have to kind of, I think you have to be a bit gutsy, uh, especially in this climate uh, where, where there's a lot of tech layoffs and so on. Like if you want to take this opportunity and grow uh, and if you have the funds for it, uh, then I think it's super important to kind of look at, and my CFO always says this, uh, look six months ahead. Like where, uh, where, where do we expect to be six months ahead and hire for that, don't hire for today. Uh, which is obviously a bit, you know, gutsy in this environment, but I think that's what you have to do um, to be able to to keep up the pace. For those who don't know Plan Day, uh, sorry, uh, Plan Head, and your journey. So you, when you joined, were you were forty people, and yeah. now you are over two hundred, and that is what in one and a half years or something. Yeah, I think it's slightly below 200. I'm not sure. <laughs> Again, like I'm on maternity leave, so I don't know the exact number. Uh, but I think the last number I saw was 170, 180 or something. Yeah, so we've grown like crazy in all markets. And Planet is remote first. So um, so we can grow really fast since we hire more or less everywhere, um, which is also very interesting. So we're, we're I think we're all one of the few companies in the tech space hiring uh, at the moment as well. Uh, so that and that's obviously like a challenge, just keeping up with who's doing what, who's responsible for what. Uh, but I think it has helped that we have a very non-hierarchical organization. So it doesn't really like I don't really care, you know, who is contacting me. It doesn't matter. It can be someone who just started in sales. Sales, there, you know, I'm happy for them to approach me. There are no layers in in that way. Um, so, uh, so that way you get to know a lot of people. But obviously, like going from 40 to 200, there are a lot more questions. And you have to try to automa- uh, automate things. Like I said, we, we brought in the CLM system. We did that quite early as well because, you know, we did that maybe when we were 60 people. If we were going to do it now, it would be much more difficult and it would have been so messy along the way. So again, like planning from a tools perspective as well, planning for where you want to be uh, and automating like a lot of, you know, legal requests on Slack and stuff like that. Spending some time on legal operations, even though it sometimes feels like, you know, not top priority. I think you you benefit from that later on to to set those processes early on. Um, so, so when you're sitting and looking back and saying, okay, the company has grown and, and the legal team has grown with that. 
could you maybe just give a few tips and tricks on what you've been focusing on? In addition, as you said, you came in and you really focused on, on understanding the product, looking at the terms, kind of like weaving out the, the, the ones that were causing the most friction. Uh, what else uh, have you been focusing on, like small wins or other areas of ways to, to protect the, the, and maybe also support the business while yeah. you're growing as you were? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, when I joined, we were starting to think about the, the first funding round of the company. So that took a big chunk of my time. Uh, but that was kind of, you know, that helped organically with everything else as well, because it forced me to do this inventory and uh, like all the company processes and policies and so on and make sure that everything was in place. We also have like these different certifications like SOC 2 and so on. So that also focus, like it forces you to to go through uh, and make sure that you have everything in place that you need to have in place to, to be uh, successful operationally. Uh, so that took a lot of time uh, and was a big focus. But uh, besides from that, I think, you know, again, getting to know the product and also also getting to know how the other parts of the organization works. So like, um, because it's not always obvious where legal can help, right? And I think coming from the gambling uh background for example like working like really closely to the marketing teams in gambling because it was so important like how you market your product in different jurisdictions and so on whereas here like the marketing team barely knows i exist <laughs> so you have to kind of like sometimes you just have to raise your hand as well and say hey you know i have some input here like we need to think about you know whatever like privacy tick boxes when people join webinars or what have you and and, and just kind of try to promote the legal function in that way so that people understand what you can actually contribute with and that you're there because sometimes you become this kind of anonymous person just sitting there with, with your uh with turning your papers over and uh, and it's important to me that people understand that i can can contribute strategically and that i have worked in a lot of different businesses and it's it's not like legal doesn't exist as you know it's not a siloed uh, part of the organization uh we can contribute in, in many areas where you might not expect so um and that helps with resources as well <laughs> getting resources if you can kind of uh sell your your team uh, to the rest of the business in that way so, so how do you do that uh when it's remote first like normally in the let's call it old days uh um, i'm making quotation marks which you can't see great um, but if you're thinking about it, like normally you would go around to the different offices or you would knock on like the, like the, the, room, the room next door or like go into a meeting room and, and have a chat. So when it's, when it's remote first, how do you do it? Yeah, that's a really good question and it's not easy. Uh, my plan initially was to travel a lot more, but then, you know, COVID uh came between and also pregnancy so i haven't been able to like visit our various we have hubs all over the world uh, and ideally I'd, I'd like to travel around and meet people uh in person a lot uh, and hopefully i will be able to <laughs> when my baby gets a bit older um but definitely like it's a lot about about just being you know being there in in the slack groups and just kind of jumping into conversations maybe where no one asked you but just like raising your hand like okay this might be a privacy issue can you tell me more about this 
and just following what's going on and not sitting passively waiting for people to come to you with questions um so kind of being visible in that way and then you know obviously being you know in in, in senior management it's easier you have the all hands meeting you have something to say and people see that you're there and so on so you kind of get that uh, natural uh, way of presenting yourself uh but it's it's definitely not easy and uh, and i try to it's it's difficult when you're busy as well, but I try to have conversations like actual phone conversations with video as much as possible, uh, rather than just like uh, sending Slack messages back and forth. Um, but yeah, it's it's difficult. You don't always have, feel like you have the time for that, perhaps. Uh, and Do with you... different time zones as well, <laughs> it's even more of a struggle to to get to know people. So I don't I don't think I have like a, the the quick fix for that. Unfortunately, it's um. It's something we're we're struggling a bit with, uh, being remote first. Do do like just thinking out loud? Do do kind of like do internal updates for the organization about what's going on in legal, or let's call it privacy training, or whatever it might be. Uh, is, is there some kind of like way that you're trying to get people to understand what you do and why it matters? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have intro sessions uh, whenever someone joins. So, so there are always those sessions, and anyone is free to join those sessions as well. So, if you know, if someone feels that they need a refresher or something, uh, they're welcome to join. So, there's that, and I think we do that, uh, or at least before I went on, went on maternity leave, we did it once a month. So that's quite often because we recruited so much, uh, it was needed. Uh, and then again, we have like the Slack channels, like. A legal channel and so on but i don't do it's actually good ideas you know <laughs> but we don't do like a newsletter or anything like that it's more you know based on you know okay so now we have this new clm system okay we're going to roll it out then we do a training session or we write a bit about it on the internet or or what have you uh, so it's more based on the uh on doing it when things actually happen that we need to talk about so if you're sitting and listening to this conversation you and I have, and, and you're sitting and saying, I can hear that Eva is a part of the senior management group. Uh, she's been a part of this fast growing company and she's been recruiting. And what do you think have been your kind of like recipe for success? For success in the legal team, I guess. <laughs> Well, again, I think it's about, you know, ultimately uh, what pays our salaries is obviously that we get customers in and that they are happy with our product. And it's a bit meta because our product is a customer success platform, right? So we're helping our customers with their customers. <laughs> and if, if they're thriving, we're thriving because we don't, we charge per customer managed in our platform rather than per seat, which is quite unique as well. Um, but that's a sidetrack. Uh, but I think the recipe for success, uh, again, has been like facilitating the sales process, making that as um, friction free as possible. Uh, and, and always, you know, trying to be available. I, I tell my team, like, it's always number one prior, unless we, you know, get sued for, you know, <laughs> something really big and it's super urgent. Our top priority is always, always going to be our customer negotiations, uh, closing deals. Like it doesn't matter, if, you know, if you're working on updating a template or you know policy or whatever. Like you always drop that. We're there for our customers, so we we look at ourselves as a sales team, and 
I'd like to think that that has contributed a bit. I'd like to think our, our I mean, our customers are very security focused, very privacy focused, uh, and being there and you know being able to uh, make them comfortable with the platform. I'd like to think that we actually closed a few deals thanks to the legal team being able to do that um, and answer their questions uh, from our perspective, because usually it is the lawyers asking these questions, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I'd like to think that you know both as a legal team to be successful internally, but also helping the company be successful. Um, that has definitely been the most important thing. When you're talking a lot about sales and, and impacting that process in a positive way, um, have you been measuring, for example, or reporting to, to internally on like the success of the legal team and how they or how you have been helping sales close deals, or has it been more sales telling the rest of the organization thanks to legal because they've been so amazing? Yeah, it's the latter. <laughs> so we have this ring the bell channel where all the deals are announced. Uh, and uh, it's uh, sometimes I feel like it's a bit uh, almost like a child. You know, I get so happy when someone in our team is mentioned and when they, uh, you know, highlight our contribution to, to the deal, uh, which they often do. Uh, and that's amazing. And again, coming from, you know, a, an industry, the gambling industry, which is super interesting from a legal and compliance perspective, but where you're a bit more of a blocker, you're not seen as a facilitator of the business growing. It gives me such pleasure <laughs> to, to, to get that grateful uh, response uh, from the business. So, um, so usually we don't have to kind of highlight our contribution ourselves. Other people do that for us, which is great. So people are sitting there and listening and thinking, wow, Eva has really done something that I am inspired by. Um, you might be sitting there and thinking, hmm, well, I've been inspired by somebody else. Um, so I just want to hear, is there anybody that you want to highlight for being inspirational where you get your inspiration from? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, uh, he'll, he'll probably be embarrassed now, but I'd like to highlight <laughs> Eric, our CFO, um, who, who was probably like the main uh, contact I had when I was hired for Plan Hath. I was very skeptical initially, like this was a company I never heard about and I was quite comfortable in my CLO position at, the, at my previous job and so on. But he... And he's 10 years younger than me, which is just <laughs> starting there. It's, it's so impressive. And he came from the VC space, uh, having worked at, with private equity. Um, and uh, uh, and just like his, he's obviously a financial guy, but he knows so much about everything. And he's so calm when he speaks. And, um, uh, and he, you know, just kind of like, following his chain of thought sometimes it's just sometimes i feel like i i don't know where you're gonna end up like you're you know this is really sidetracked but then he circles back and he just ties it together and it's super impressive um so uh so yeah and i've i've been very lucky i've had very good managers throughout my career so uh i i have like probably some wisdom words from all my different managers that i try to live by um uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think draw, draw inspiration from the people around you where you work, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a lawyer. Uh, 
because often you you kind of grow more if you try to uh, if you try to um, draw from the experience of people in other fields. Um, so on that note, summarizing maybe, get to know the business, be focused on supporting sales, because if you are successful there, you're most likely successful otherwhere in, in regards to the organization, mm. but also the legal team's yeah. understanding and appreciation. And then getting inspiration from others that aren't in legal. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good summary, Stina. And I'd like to add as well, uh, to not micromanage your team. Like, And I think everybody says this, but it's easier said than done. And trying to you know, spend that time training people and you know, uh, get them to understand how you want to build uh, the team and what kind of people we should be in the organization, uh, so to say, uh, and getting that baseline. It can take a while initially, but you always kind of, it's, you always save time by doing that early on. And then just, I mean, like our uh, US lawyer, she's quite junior. Um, she'd worked for maybe two or three years in a law firm uh, in the US. But I just, I, I felt like, you know, I'm going to throw her in the deep end. She she gets it. She understands, you know, what we want to do here. So she negotiated one of the biggest contracts, like her first month, and she did brilliantly. Uh, and and that's, you know, uh, that made me so proud and comfortable as well, knowing that, you know, I can, I can really take a step back and just let them uh, come to me with questions when needed. But there's no need for me to kind of check in all the time and see how they're doing with things because they're gonna um, they're gonna run with it they're people who run with it so yeah so on that note eva thank you so much for joining if people want to follow you on linkedin um are you posting there sometimes not right now because i know you have a lot of other things going on uh but otherwise um could they follow yeah, you there of course i wouldn't call myself a linkedin influencer uh but there's been the occasional post so of course feel free uh, and maybe when i go back to work i'll be a bit more active so of course well thank you so much for listening in and thank you eva for joining um and thank um, you Anna. Have a wonderful uh, maternity and take care. Thank you so much for listening in to Inspiring Legal. Remember to subscribe. And if you want more information, you can always go to openly.com slash community. That was openly.com slash community.